Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. So praise the Lord. Are you happy? Oh, I tell you, God is on the move and good things are happening. And I really believe the Father is wanting to encourage us, each and every one of us. We are in this new season, I really believe, coming into a place where there is some divine alignment, divine readjustment and alignment, but it is for the highway. Isaiah 62, cast up, build up the highway. And it's a highway of holiness and it's a highway for divine acceleration. Highways are meant for going fast, hallelujah. So buckle up, God is about to put down the pedal in a wonderful way as we see the harvest come in. In fact, I am <coughs> on Friday morning I had uh, they hadn't, we hadn't yet started, and so I went for a, a horse ride with Tom Joyce around the paddock. Dylan had to go first, and, and then they put a bridle on, hallelujah. And then we went for, Tom and I went for about an hour's ride and had pastoral media on the back of a horse and did a FaceTime live at the same time. And he, he pulled up some wheat, and he showed me exactly what 30, 60, and 100-fold really is talking about. And you show this one little grain of wheat and how it would grow up and they'd get one, two, three, four heads and they'd be filled with grain in each one. And just to see um, you know, how practical the Father is and Jesus was when, when talking to people and helping them understand in, in the, their everyday life. So we're gonna talk today but, um, about how to practically apply the Word of God. But let's pray, can we? Daddy, we love you. Father, we say thank you for your kindness to us. Lord, you're so faithful. Father, I thank you that your heart is to make, make yourself known to each and every one of us in ever-increasing ways. Lord, we just incline our ears, Lord, to hear, and we ask that you'd give us eyes to see and recognize what you are doing and what you are saying right now in this hour. And Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, for your help, Lord, to, to come and to, to settle ourselves before you and hear the voice of you, of your Spirit speaking to our hearts. Lord, I ask that you'd shed your Spirit, your, the love of your, your Spirit in our hearts, Lord God, that we would be strengthened and empowered in the mighty and the holy name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you want to turn with me to Isaiah 61. This is such a magnificent passage of Scripture. Who enjoys the Word of God? You know, when we understand that the Word of God for us isn't, isn't something that we have to look at and condemn ourselves by, but something that is an instruction manual on how to use the superpowers that we have been given as new creations in Christ, it becomes a delightful read. When we look at the Bible now, knowing that it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us, that we have be, have, we've been crucified with him, buried with him, and tonight we're going to have some baptisms, buried with him, raised up with him into newness of life. When we recognize and understand that reality, that as he is now, so are we in this world, when we read the Bible, it is, it's an 
explanation and a description to us of what's available on the table. He says, I've laid a banqueting table before you in the presence of your enemies. And I, like I was, um, I was in Wondera for these last couple of days in South Australia, and they had country hospitality. I tell you, they had stocked the fridge and the cupboards. There was more stuff there than I could possibly get to. I mean, cherry ripes and anything I wanted. Basically, it was like this magic cupboard. You'd open it, it's got everything I could think of. And, um, but unless I actually opened the cupboard and, and opened up the food and, and ate it, it, it does me no good. I don't get benefit from it. In the same way, we have been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. Thank God we've been set free from us. Hallelujah. We died. Praise the Lord. Romans 5, 6. Hallelujah. We died and we, our lives are now hidden with him. We are new creations. Thank you, Jesus. And as such, we've become co-heirs with Jesus of all the promises. Everything we need pertaining to life and godliness is available to us. And so we are able to pick it up and enjoy it. Um, but if we don't make use of it, then we don't get to enjoy the privilege of it. I often talk about it um, in, with regard to my computer. I have a, I've got a, a MacBook Pro, and I don't really know why I have a MacBook Pro. It just, I needed a, I needed a book to write, a, a computer to write my books on. And they told me this was the good one to get. So I've got this book and I use it for emails, and I use it to write my books, and I use it for the internet. But it can do a whole lot of things. But I don't know all the things it can do. Right. And occasionally, someone looks over my shoulder and will say, do you know you could just do that, press that and that, and I'm like, oh wow, that's quick, that's easy. I didn't know I could do, oh look at, that. Oh, is that what that's for? And you see, I think the Bible for many of us is like this. It's this amazing gift that unless we actually take time to figure out how to apply it, we miss out on the benefit and the blessing of it. It tells us in Isaiah 61, we'll start here. Um, it's, a, it's a prophecy that Jesus himself read about himself when he opened the scroll in the temple. But knowing that the, the Word of God tells us that we are co-heirs with Christ, that means all the promises that are spoken are in the Word of God are now available for us. They are invitations waiting for our response. We can then read this passage and personalize it for ourselves. So we read it. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Hallelujah, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. If you're waiting for a prophetic word about your purpose in life, it's there. Bang, who would like that? There you go, a few of you are gonna have awesome, awesome purpose. Praise the Lord. The rest of you, shake yourself for a moment and realize this is actually now available if you would like it. 
that is the anointing. Who would like the anointing to preach the good news? Just looking, okay, brilliant. You can have it because it's yours. All of the promises are yes and amen. Who would like to be able to heal the brokenhearted, this supernatural power? Isn't that awesome? You don't actually have to call a professional pastor because you are anointed to do it. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. It's wonderful to have pastors, but I tell you what, we have to also recognize that as he is, so are we in this world. And we need to come into a place of maturity where we start operating in the anointing of Christ. Jesus, Jesus said to us that the same works he did and greater works would, would they do. Who is they? Anyone who would believe in Jesus. Elisha was, was wanting a double portion of Elijah's mantle. But Jesus, Jesus has offered us not only the same works that he walked in, but the same works plus greater works, a double portion of the mantle of Jesus Christ as he walked on the earth is available to anybody who would start to realize what's available. When Elisha picked up Elijah's mantle, do you remember the story? What did he do with it? He didn't pick it up and put it in his knapsack and think, this is a great thing I'm gonna give to my grandchildren. He picked it up and he immediately began to use it. He struck the water and the water's divided. Hallelujah. God's looking for us not to go, yes, that's nice in theory, I understand, praise the Lord, I've got everything pertaining to life and godliness, same works as Jesus and greater works, yep, that's my inheritance. To know it theoretically is one thing. To actually pick it up and put it into application is another. And wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. This is the divine exchange rate of heaven. You bring him ashes and he gives you beauty. You bring him heaviness, and he gives you the oil of joy. He gives you this, the anointing to praise and celebrate and to dance and, and rejoice. I tell you, when I'm heavy, when, I, when something happens, my whole body responds. Like I walk around like this. You can tell my shoulders slump, and I'm like, oh, no, I just got a, a dis distressing message or something happened. And, and Tom can see it, he, he's like, yeah, okay, I can see what's going on here. And I have a choice whether I wear that and think about it and dwell on it, or whether I identify it pretty quickly as foreign currency that I can exchange. What I'm saying is that all of these things, ashes, 
mourning, um, heaviness. All of these things are foreign currency that need to be taken to an exchange so that you can receive the divine exchange rate of heaven. In other words, I bring him my ashes and the divine exchange rate is in, in exchange for the ashes, I get the beauty. In exchange for the heaviness, I get the oil of joy. I get praise. I get the, the Spirit of God lifting me up, making my face shine, giving me supernatural peace. But until I actually recognize what I've got, and, and understand, hey, I'm not meant to carry this. I, 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 I can walk around with my shoulders a bit slumped, trying to be, okay, I'm being joyful, but I'm still carrying the heaviness. Yeah, I'm supposed to be happy. Yeah, I'm supposed to praise. Yep, that's what I'm supposed to do. But I'm at the same time still wearing the garment of heaviness. I've been studying Colossians 3 for quite a while these last few weeks, and it talks all about putting off and putting on. And it's, it's all about the garments, the blessing that we've been given of what we have to wear. And this is talking about putting off and putting on too. He's saying you aren't created to wear the cloak of heaviness. But sometimes we do and then still try to walk in righteousness, peace and joy. You can't actually exchange money without handing over the foreign currency to get the new stuff. Has anyone ever done that, that you've gone to and exchanged foreign currency? I remember getting Mexican pesos, I think, like, like 100,000, but it doesn't mean very much. Or in Brazil, Brazilian money, you give 100,000 and you exchange it, you get 60 cents or something like this. But unless you actually exchange it, you've got, when you exchange it, you've got to hand over the foreign stuff so that you get the Aussie dollars, right? In the same way, the heart of the Father is that you and I would live in the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. There's no room for heaviness, condemnation, fear, anxiety. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, if it's not righteousness, peace, and joy, it's actually foreign currency, and there's something you can do about it. God's not asking you to, to put on the garment of praise and put on um, compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience over the top of your heaviness, anxiety, and fear. He's asking you first to put off, that is bring to the exchange table all the fear, all the weight, all the yuck, all the sin, all the old stuff, all the things that don't belong to you. Put off all that stuff, hand it over at the exchange table and take a hold of the promises that have been given to you. The oil of joy, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness, hallelujah. And so we have, to be, we have to be clever and start to recognize the deceit of the enemy that would like to have you wear the heaviness, wear the sadness, wear the fear, and wear it um, and still try to operate in the kingdom. 
God's looking for you to start to specifically identify it. And I do that by sort of thinking about my thoughts. Colossians 3, as, we, as I said, I'm still in my private study, still there, begins with set your mind on things above. That is, have your mind space filled with the things of heaven. And that's a very quick clue for me. Because if, my, if I take a moment and do a stock take of my thoughts, if my thoughts are 70% thinking about the problems and the things that are stressing me and worrying me, then I'm not actually operating in kingdom dimensions. I'm not operating in the way of the, of the kingdom. I am living with a carnal way of thinking and, and holding on and carrying heaviness and anxiety that I was never intended to carry. He tells us specifically what to do with it. Don't be anxious about anything. Who can tell me where that scripture is from? Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. With prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God with thanksgiving. And the promise is when you do that, you'll have peace that passes understanding. The peace of God will rule in your heart. You'll have, ah, peace is the thing that dominates my thinking. The kingdom of God is what dominates my thinking. Things above dominate my thinking, and my mind is uncluttered. I want to talk to you a little bit about this spirit of heaviness, because it's a slimy, slippery thing that can just attach itself without you even realizing what it's doing. The moment you recognize, hey, as you do a stock take of your thinking, hey, I've been laboring under some things that are pretty heavy. I've been laboring under some weights and concerns. And you know, often when I start to, to stock take and realize what's going on in my brain, I also come to the realization I haven't really asked God much about that for help with that. I've actually been trying to figure it out in my brain and tossing it about and, and, and I think, Catherine, come to your senses, wake up. That looks like something I'm anxious about. And I'm told clearly what to do with that anxiety, that I'm to bring it to God, ask him for help and to cast it on him, hallelujah. But the same goes for heaviness. Heaviness can be the, even the, um, the hangover of something you were anxious or worried about. And you've, 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 you've talked about it and handed it over, but the spirit of heaviness will just sort of slide in there and see if it can stay undetected and just hang about like a bad smell. But the Bible tells us the moment you recognize there is any sense of heaviness on you, to pick it up and go, this is foreign currency. And the exchange rate is magnificent. I'm gonna hand this over, and when I hand this over, God is gonna give me something so much better. He is gonna give me the oil of joy. He's gonna give me a garment of praise, which is celebration and joyful anticipation of good. Hallelujah. To give them beauty instead of ashes. 
Have you got any ashes in your life that you could exchange? I tell you what, it is worth cashing in. I have a few things in my life that I could probably classify as ashes. We go, I just wish, I wish that didn't happen. That, you know, I can't do anything about it. It's just ashes. That just didn't work. Anyone ever had a situation that they could classify as, I don't know how anything good could come with that. Great news for you. God can make beauty out of your ashes. You give him the ashes, but the the deal is you've got to actually give it over and you're not allowed to have it anymore. It's not yours. I never get to go back to that little booth in in the airport and get my foreign currency back. It's just, once I've exchanged it, it's gone. I have to give over my ashes so that I can receive the beauty of Christ. And so I praise the Lord. At the moment I see it, then I get excited. Ha, hooray, I recognize that feels like ashes. That, yes. And it, it, I, I, I use it for the things that come in the form of regret. I reg- I, if only I'd, oh, if only I'd made a different decision there. If only, if only I'd done that. If only I'd done more. Or if, if only, if only. Have you ever had any if onlys and some regrets that want to haunt you? Well, the moment you have those start knocking at your door, realize that they are simply masquerading under a different name. Their real name is ashes, and those ashes are valuable because you can exchange them for supernatural beauty. Hallelujah. You can sow it and receive double. When you read on, and I've shared this for years, but I tell you, it works. The scripture tells us in in Isaiah 61, as you read down a little further, and I'm gonna read this in the um, Amplified because I really like it. Verse seven, instead of your former shame, you shall have a twofold recompense. Instead of dishonor and reproach, your people shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess double what they'd forfeited and everlasting joy shall be theirs for I, the Lord, love justice. Zechariah 9 verse 12 says this, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope, Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. The exchange rate of heaven is so magnificent that the moment you recognize something as foreign currency and you bring it to the Lord, you can believe and receive double blessing back for what, even for the stuff you've brought on yourself. For this promise given to the Israelites was in response to trouble they'd brought on themselves. And they'd made the mess and they were suffering the consequences and he was like, now, because I love justice, I'm gonna give you, instead of all that, I'm gonna give you double honor. I'm gonna give you double recompense for your pain, for your shame, for your disgrace. Why? Because I love justice. You think, hang on, that doesn't actually make sense. But God's form of justice is that Jesus Christ would take 
the punishment and the judgment for us so that he could give us what he always wanted to give us. God delights to bless us. He really does. What parent doesn't enjoy being able to lavishly bless their kids? There's a joy that comes. Who, who enjoys giving when you've been able to give something and you know it's gonna be a blessing? There's a, there's a euphoria about it, isn't it? There's like, oh, I'm so excited to be able to give this. And um, I, I, w- I was seeing, I think Brian Joyce this weekend for me is an amazing example. Uh, he doesn't know that I know the story, but his wife told me that the Lord had told him recently to give some money to um, a person And um, then when he went to give it, the Lord told him to double it. And he got excited. And he was telling her, you could use it for anything you want. You could buy new carpet, you could do whatever you wanna do. The Lord just told me to bless you. And he was just lit up with excitement about it. And she burst into tears saying, I was planning to go to America with my daughter. I couldn't afford it and she's going by herself and now I can buy the ticket. Oh, it's just a beautiful story. But the joy that he had in being able to give is just a tiny taste of what the Lord's delight is when he gets to bless us. He loves justice because it means that you no longer have to live under the penalty of sin, but you can receive instead completely undeserved, lavish kindness and the blessing of the Lord. is why it's called the good news. Because it's very happy. He says, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. So for me, I actually get specific about it. And I was only thinking about this the other night and realizing there's still things that I have suffered pain in that I haven't specifically brought to the exchange table. I've survived, I've come through, thank you Lord, I survived. But God doesn't want you just to survive. His delight is that you would take hold of the word of God and apply it. He wants you to pick up the mantle, to pick up the promises and to eat from the table. Imagine if someone went to a great deal of trouble to make a magnificent meal for you and you looked at it and went, oh, I couldn't eat that and you didn't touch any of it because you didn't feel like you, know, you were worthy. Or if, if someone baked you a cake, went to a lot of trouble and they brought it to you and then you just left it in the house because you're like, you know, I just really, I don't feel worthy. It wouldn't give the giver pleasure Pleasure comes when you say thank you and you enjoy it. God wants you to enjoy what he's got for you. People might say, well, hang on, that doesn't sound like God. Well, you don't know him. He's a whole heap kinder than you are. He's kinder than we've ever understood. He's more merciful and he's better than you think. He tells us that we are to bring to him instead of ashes, 
one translation would stead, say, beauty instead of ashes. And if you look at the, the, the Hebrew, you can see it's clearly an, an exchange that has to happen. Why would you go about saying, yes, well, this is just my burden to bear, and, and, and walk around wearing a coat of heaviness when God has said, hey, I have made provision for you to be able to bring that to the divine exchange table and receive instead beauty, uh, to receive instead joy. You know, it's not just about you. You walking around with a cloak of heaviness is going to impact every person around you. You walk into the shop and you're like, yeah, hey, thanks, I'll have that. <sighs> yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> Isn't the witness that the Father is wanting? You being at home going, yeah, well, praise God. <sighs> People know. In, in, they, they recognize, they can see it all over me. If I, if, I, if I spend even half an hour wearing heaviness, it's like, <sighs> <laughs> I sigh all the time, and my shoulders slump, and you know, I'll still say, oh yes, praise the Lord. But the truth is, everybody can see that I'm wearing something that really doesn't suit me. He says, give me that old garment and put on what's rightfully yours now, beloved child, put on the garment of praise. He doesn't say praise and you know, just suck it up. He says, give it to me, cast your cares on me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He says, cast your cares on me because I care for you. Cast them, fling them. Ooh, not a minute, I'm gonna hang on to that for a minute. I'm gonna cast it on you and I am by faith gonna take hold of the new garment, the garment of praise, the joy of my salvation that sets me free from heaviness and pain and shame and fear and guilt and sin. I'm gonna put on the garment of the Lord. I'm gonna put on the righteousness of Christ, hallelujah. Let's just close with this because it's a, it's a beautiful passage back in Isaiah 61. I was reading this this afternoon and, and just enjoyed it. Verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. God wants you to adorn yourself with the jewels of the word of God. He wants you to adorn yourself with the beauty that he's given to you because he wants the world to go, oh, wow, look at that, bright, shining, free, happy, peaceful, righteous, integrous, kind, compassionate, holy, humble, magnificent, bright, shining lights. Tell me the reason for your hope. He wants you, he wants you decked out like a bridegroom. We've got a bridegroom and a bride happening this week, hallelujah. Decked out, and when the bride comes down, the idea is that everyone will go, isn't she lovely? 
that they'll look at the bridegroom, they look their very best. God wants you to have every day where you are looking and feeling your very best. That you would live free from the heaviness that the enemy would like to clothe you in. To recognize it immediately as soon as you see it and bring it to the exchange table and say, thank you, Father. Now let me think about what the double for that might look like. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be lovely. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited for that. I remember um, when someone first posted something a bit nasty about me on the internet. Can you believe that? <sighs> they, they put this thing up. You know, she seems like a nice person, but did you know she's a woman? What? I was like, I can't fix that. I was so upset. I'm like, Tom, look at this. This person doesn't even know me. I've never even met them. He says, stop it. I never got to watch it. Please don't watch it. It doesn't help. Um, and he says, stop it. We're not going to watch that. <laughs> I was like, oh, why would they say if you only knew my heart? <laughs> and then we went, oh, stop it. No. We're going to see that. That's foreign currency. And I'm gonna pick that up, we're gonna pick that up. And Tom and I did it together. This is like 2010. Picked it up, we went, all right, this looks like dishonor in the media. So we're gonna bring it to the exchange table. God, that looks like dishonor. Your word says for dishonor, you're gonna give us double, double recompense. So here's the dishonor. We are thanking you for double honor in the media, double favor on the internet, double favor in media. We're expecting so much favor in media that it's gonna be double what was already apportioned to us. Well, praise the Lord. Now we're on television all over the world. Hallelujah. And I get really specific with this stuff and I encourage you to do the same thing. Anything that looks like ashes, pain, shame, disgrace, heaviness, don't just deal with it. Bring it to the table and exchange it in faith. We did the same thing, someone got upset at me and then they, because they couldn't get to me, they decided to go after Tom. Can you imagine that? I mean, nobody, nobody not, doesn't like Tom. And they thought they'd write, they thought they'd write to the embassy because he's the Finnish consul. They thought, well, oh, oh, we'll get him. We'll write to the embassy and tell him he's a bad person. So they wrote to the embassy. Well, pretty sure, and we sewed it. We sewed the pain. Rather than doing anything about it, we sewed the pain. We, we brought it. Thank you, Lord, for double favor. Within weeks, the embassy had rung up and said, actually, we just realized you, Tom, you're due for a, uh, an award. You're gonna get a knighthood for your service to the Finnish community. That's awesome, thanks Jesus. Someone else was like, I'm gonna ring up everywhere she's ever been, I'm gonna badmouth her. Suddenly, so we sewed that pain, instead of like, oh, I need to ring everybody and explain it, we just sewed the pain. And suddenly the invitations, 
tripled because people we hadn't gone to for years rang us and said, we got this weird thing, but it just reminded us we haven't had you come and speak for a long time. Why don't you come? I'm telling you, there is nothing that the enemy throws at you that you can't bring to the divine exchange table in faith and get double back for. Or you can sit on it, carry it around, and let it weigh you down. God's heart for you is not that you would be weighed down by a single scrap of pain, ashes, regret, there's nothing that the enemy throws at you that you can't bring right before the Lord and receive double back for. I, I was going to preach something completely different today, but I felt this was a word from the Lord for you today, that there are specific circumstances that are threatening you to make you feel overwhelmed, and the Lord's smiling and saying, just bring it to me. Bring it to me, I've got something I can use, I can do with that. And the divine exchange rate is magnificent. Father, we say thank you for your goodness. Lord, thank you for the kindness of God. Thank you for the word of God. And Lord, I thank you that as children, Lord, we are called to live free, free from the weight of sin and guilt and shame and fear and anxiety and heaviness. But Lord, you've called us into supernatural peace, supernatural righteousness, supernatural joy. Father, I thank you that we can throw off everything that is foreign to us. Lord, we can bring it to you and we can receive in exchange the double, the beauty instead of the ashes. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your great joy. I thank you, Lord, for the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've called us to adorn ourselves with the garments of salvation, the blessings of redemption, the goodness of knowing that you, Lord, are our great redeemer and our protector. Lord, the righteous run into you and they are saved. Lord, I thank you for your grace. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Can you think of anything you might be able to bring to the table today? I really encourage you. I, I've, I've recognized, knowing this truth, there are still things that for years I've allowed to just sit in the background, collecting dust in my brain, regrets, things that have happened that I haven't actually specifically brought to the table. I tell you what, I'm on it now. And I really believe it's a word from the Lord for you because in this season of divine acceleration, He's wanting to take up all the stones, all the heaviness, anything that would weigh you down or hold you back because it's a new day where He wants you to run free, having your mind and your heart filled with the things of heaven and the thoughts of God so that He can direct you and show you to do the exploits and the greater works that you and I are all called to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. 
We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.